What's the story on the KCLR Daily? With thanks to Dooley Motors Kia Carlo, movement that inspires. The all-new EV9, available to test drive now. See DooleyMotors.com. Joining us this morning for our What's the Story section, Councillor David Fitzgerald. David, good morning. What's good morning, the story? <laughs> what is the story? Is right. Yeah. Um, Where do you want to go first? Well, you start. You contacted me about my post um, on social media over the weekend about uh, the new Christmas tree trees across the city. Oh, is there um, more than one? Well, there's multiple. We, the, we, where we used to have pine trees, we now have um, plastic man-made trees um, in on the parade outside the courthouse outside. Uh, and there was one proposed outside St. Canis's Cathedral, but I think the cathedral authorities asked, could they put up their own tree? So um, I think that one is is, is, is on ice. But yes, um, a number of people have contacted me to say that they're very unhappy that the traditional Christmas tree, pine Christmas tree, which we uh, put up on the parade every year, has been um, replaced with a man-made Basically, it's a plastic tree. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, I, I know it's up on your page, Ethna. Maybe, maybe what we'll do is, if we haven't posted it, well, yeah, she's doing it at the moment. She's giving me a double thumbs up. She's so on the ball. She's going to post up the photograph of this fantastic plastic Christmas tree. David, I mean, uh, first of all, we're being told all of the time, cut down on plastics, don't use them where you can. Um, you know, and then people may argue about the merits of cutting down trees, but what's your understanding in terms of what's the most environmentally, friend- environmentally friendly option? Look, Christmas trees are a commercial crop. They're, uh, as, as each one Christmas tree is cut down, another is planted to replace them. The carbon that's lost by taking down one tree is replaced by the next tree coming along. So there's a, this is a carbon neutral uh, sum. Um, the world and the planet is not going to be saved by uh, Kilkenny changing from a pine Christmas tree to a plastic Christmas tree. Uh, one of the things I, I wanted to make clear to your listeners is that uh, these the sort of small decisions, if I can put it that way, the detail of how we celebrate Christmas in Kilkenny is, doesn't come before the elected members. We don't get into a, a discussion around the around the 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 the, the exact de- decorations that go up on on the city uh, around the city. Uh, these are made by uh, officials who are appointed to to run Yule Fest. And um, I put in a number of phone calls this morning to try and get clarity on them. I haven't got answers yet. I haven't got uh, replies from people yet. So I can't explain to you why um, uh, why we now have a plastic Christmas tree outside the courthouse in the parade, except to say that it has been suggested to me that uh, this is in some way cutting down on the amount of trees we're cutting and uh, therefore reducing the carbon. But... You know, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, so we're all supposed to reduce plastics. Yeah. So why we now end up with a plastic tree in a medieval city? I have no uh, idea. Here's the thing, actually, as well. I mean, obviously, when we have the, uh, the 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 natural tree that goes off to be chipped up and recycled or whatever, it's presumably going to be storage costs to somebody somewhere in terms of storing these trees till next year. Are we getting a new plastic one next year? No, no, I presume that it'll, it'll go into the council yard and the council warehousing and it'll, it'll sit there like all lights and decorations till the following Christmas. And that tree is probably has a lifespan of probably about 10 years before the weather and time catches up with it. But that's not really the point. We're, we're in the process of trying to make Kilkenny a carbon neutral city. We have... Uh, we have designated a decarbonisation zone uh, on the western side of the city. So we're trying to achieve uh, a net zero uh, city in, in the decades to come. 
So if we're trying to give the lead by example, we have to show that we're using natural products wherever we can in preference to oil based products or plastics or whatever. So it's it's in my view, it sends out all the wrong signals to the public, to the younger people in particular, and even to the visitor to Kilkenny. I think uh, Kilkenny has a long standing reputation of doing things to a high standard and possibly a higher standard than other places in the country. And I think we have to we have to protect that reputation and ensure that we continue to do that for, for the years ahead. So there's the environmental aspect of it. What about how it looks? Have you seen it in person yourself? What do you think? I have. It's a plastic cone, basically. It's a big, big, tall cone on the parade. Um, it's uh, It hasn't been decorated yet, so I have yet to see how it's going to be finished. I'm sure there's lights to go on it and all the rest, but it's a big plastic perfectly uh, perfectly smooth cone. Well, we'll keep trying to get answers as to uh, maybe an environmentalist will be able to give us some facts and figures as to which is the actual more environmental way to go. But it does seem a little strange. Oh, wait, three three oh six nine six nine six. Have you seen the plastic cone? The big witch's hat as it looks at the moment on the parade. Do let us know what you think of it as well. Um, David, what else has been on your agenda over the weekend? Yeah, I don't know whether you've put your own Christmas decorations up. Maybe you've been too busy dealing with other topics uh, to get into that well, yet. I'm a bit of a traditionalist when it comes to Christmas. Christmas decorations. I I pretty much leave it to the last minute. Um, <laughs> um, my wife would like them up earlier every year. She says we need to get them down earlier and get them out. But I I, I as I say, I like them to be up only a few days before Christmas. So well, listen, to that. I'll tell you what we'll do, right? Um, uh, normally, what's the story is all about you telling us, but I wanted to go back to this Buckley Park story. I mean, uh, you know, Downey was in a few moments ago. It sounds like a, oh, not quite a heritage site, but something that's part of the ether of the history of soccer here in Kilkenny. Um, what's your thoughts on, you know, his call for public representatives to do a little bit more to, to forward the plight of, of Buckley Park? Well, Buckley Park, to start with, is, is privately owned. It's not a, it's not a public property. So uh, the the private owners of Buckley Park um, effectively mothballed the the, the facility when Kilkenny City uh, left the League of Ireland. And it has sat there correctly, as Donny has said, for for now decades, uh, unused. Uh, I think he's 100% right. I think we should be using every opportunity to use sporting facilities. There was uh, significant public money put into the development of Buckley Park. And I think it's now important that we would engage with the with the private owners of Buckley Park and see if we can uh, come to some agreement to allow the facility to be used um, in some capacity for the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, soccer is thriving in Kilkenny. If you go to the various clubs, both in the city and across the county, um, I've uh, they're they're fantastic. I've um, I, I've been involved in the uh, Kilkenny and District Soccer League's awards night on a number of occasions, and it's such a one, it's one of the great nights in Kilkenny, uh, and it spans even outside the county. You have uh, so soccer is alive and well in Kilkenny, um, and there's literally hundreds, if not thousands, of youngsters every weekend who are out playing soccer. But this facility is should actually be our premier uh, stadium for. Um, for soccer uh, in Kilkenny and it's a shame it's not and I think it's timely that Donny has raised this issue and I certainly committed to see if we can get it resolved. Yeah, you would imagine, I mean, I don't know the details at the time, obviously, but if there was public money committed to development of the stadium, sure there'd be some some clauses in relation to, you know, how long the stadium may be in operation for, etc. Well, all public monies have a time limit on, in terms of how, how long they they have to be used before there's a clawback on them and I presume that all those dates have have passed and and that the the public benefit that has been derived from uh, that 
was the the box has been ticked on that and has allowed the owners to to literally let us let it sit there but yeah again maybe that's a question we need to go back to the department and find out you know is all the money properly accounted for and if it's not what is being done to rectify that well it's interesting we just got a message in there from um, Shane Dunphy director of football with Carlo and Kilkenny United he's actually going to be joining us um, unplanned but going to be joining us just after 11 and he says if they have access they'd have League of Ireland soccer back at the grounds and no time at all so we'll stay tuned we'll come back to that story a little bit later on one point just to Donny mentioned that or one of your listeners uh, mentioned about having to, that you couldn't walk to Buckley Park. You can, you now can. Buckley Park is now connected to. Uh, there's a footpath all the way out to Buck, a, bu- a footpath and cycle path on both sides of the road all the way out to Buckley Park, so people in the city can actually walk out to to the games if the facility was open. So yeah. that has been an investment made in the last number of years um, on the Callan Road, and it has connected Buckley Park and all that area back to the back into the city. So. And there's no reason why it couldn't be used uh, again and very successfully. And I'm delighted to hear um, that uh, League of Ireland soccer might well return to to Kilkenny very soon. Well, we'll find out, as I said, a little bit later on. We'll be joined uh, by Shane Dunphy. We'll hear what his plan is. It might be just a a thought off the big top of his head, but thoughts are where it all starts. And before I let you go, David, you mentioned flooding as you were coming in there a few moments ago. Yeah, we have. Uh, I, on Saturday, I visited the um, uh, the the Clinstown Road, uh, which joins uh, Bally, the Ballyragget Road to Freshford, and that road is seriously flooded. It's not flooded because of climate change. It's not flooded because of um, uh, weather events. It's it's flooded because there's a major discharge of water from private lands onto the public lands. And I want to raise this afternoon at Kilkenny County Council's meeting. I want to find out what Kilkenny County Council is doing to relieve the flooding. Um, I'm very conscious that there is litigation involved in between the council and the private landowner in relation to this water which is entering the public realm and I'm not going there mm. but what I am saying and I want to say it very clearly is Kilkenny County Council has to deal with the the large volumes of water that are flooding the road that are potentially flooding a private house that have flooded a private well that have flooded a septic tank that uh, we have residents on the Clinstown Road who literally cannot get to their house. They cannot drive to their homes. One of them has to walk through the flood in, in wellies and climb over a wall to get to their own home. And this has been going on for weeks. And there is no engineering solutions being proposed by Kilkenny County Council. So I'm going to raise this this afternoon. I'm going to ask the Coherlock to allow this as a special debate. And if money needs to be set aside to fix this problem on the public realm, then we need to set aside money to do it. The reality of it is, is that... Uh, if I discharged water in Patrick Street and flooded the parade, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be let discharge water for months on end while the whole town was flooded. Mm. This has to be addressed. This has to be fixed. And the people of Clinstown and Lismain and that whole area uh, deserve answers. And they deserve Kilkenny County Council to step up to the mark, send out their engineers, send out their diggers, send out a pump, and clear the road and allow at least allow people to live a normal life while this litigation has been dealt with. Well, listen, uh, it's great to have you in. We'll stay abreast of those conversations at the meeting later on this afternoon. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how all the other bits and pieces go. Councillor David Fitzgerald, uh, uh, enjoy uh, the build-up to Christmas. I'm sure we'll talk to you again before then. And I can't wait to see what the uh, plastic Christmas tree looks like when it's fully decorated. What's the story on the KCLR Daily? With thanks to Dooley Motors Kia Carlo, movement that inspires. The all-new EV9, available to test drive now. See DooleyMotors.com.